Anthony Dan Air Podcast back again on this episode. We're talking about Epstein's cellmates' new comments that have come to light. Oddly, by the way, we'll share that with you. Plus, Ghislaine Maxwell's bizarre courtroom artist interaction. I'll share that with you. We'll update uh, Whamageddon. We have to follow up on the Fox News host January 6th text messages. We talked about this last episode. There is a smidge more to it. Uh, one of the big bosses over at the MTA is driving around with a blow-up doll in his passenger seat. Mel Streep's nephew gets off with a fine for their for his uh, Hamptons road rage case. Robots can now reproduce. I don't think we're getting to that story ever. We'll see if we can fit it in. Uh, Kroger COVID benefits. Uh, Betty White countdown is driving me absolutely nuts. I was in a maskless deli today. The MT, uh, excuse me, the Meta Jedi. And a uh, 90 day fiance star is selling her all that on this episode. We're uh, in the wrong business, I think. We should just, yeah, we'll get to that. Tell me about it. Frankie C is here. How you doing, my man? Doing all right. Yourself? I'm all right. Good. Uh, in a weird uh, twist of, well, a couple of days without the Glade Maxwell trial, things resume tomorrow. We'll be back with a full. Uh, daily recap of the trial defense is up. They are going to call 35 witnesses. Wow. Um, 11 more than the prosecution, which makes me very oh concerned for the status of this case. Um, but anyway, uh, now that the trial's going on, a lot of people are sort of revisiting some of their Epstein material, including Cindy Adams from the New York Post, who for some reason has been holding on to some comments that Jeffrey Epstein's cellmate, Bill Mercy, sent to her right after uh, his death. Wait. Oh, Epstein's cellmate. Okay, sorry. I thought it was Maxwell's cellmate. No. Okay, Epstein's sorry. cellmate, Bill Mercy, sends Cindy Adams some comments after uh, Epstein suicided. I didn't even know he had a cellmate. How did, I mean... Yeah, he wasn't in solitary. Yeah, so how did he... Well, he he was in Gen Pop when he first got there. Right. So this guy um, basically sent her a lot of, I guess, ramblings, and she condensed it down, and she decided to share it today because the Glade Maxwell trial is going on. So this is what she has shared today. Um, the guy said in talking about the uh, Manhattan Correction Facility that they were at, if you didn't want to kill yourself before, you would after a few days at MCC. Minus trained psychologists, it was inmates who, with a whole three hours training, had to watch four suicide cells on the second floor. So I guess he's alluding to the fact that many people did this in this particular building. Inmates were stowed away in 50 square feet uh, with a cellmate and nothing to do but take their own lives. No commissary or phone access. Training was mostly ogling the female psychologists teaching it the pay 12 cents up to 40 cents an hour i guess because you get like a job in in there you get pay so that's the right uh into the prison came bernie carrick el chapo paul manafort he said about epstein epstein was soft as a pillow and not prepared to handle this he requested protective custody he was scared and he did not get over it Handling prison constantly occupied his mind. To sleep, he'd place an orange prison sock over his eyes. Uh, this is something that uh, Ghislaine 
it was said to have done because of the constantly getting the flashlight to the eye. Right. Put the sock over the eye. Um, I have some uh, disturbing photos of Epstein in the link in the description below if you're uh, watching or listening to this episode uh, from 60 Minutes. Uh, I, didn't, I, I forgot that they aired this stuff. Actually, one they did. The other one they didn't. But they're both in this article from Cindy Adams, and it's him afterwards on a stretcher. And um, this is uh, this comes from, and I think this is what spurred a lot of, besides the just general conspiracy theory talk on everything these days. Right. I mean, I don't even know if you and I are who we're, we originally were, Frank. I mean, well, you're we might, definitely not. I, yeah. I've said that from day um, one. <sighs> You lost like 20 pounds, so I'm really starting to question you and, and you being real. I'm working out, man. Getting getting myself in shape. Um, but um, I haven't you, decided you... what shape yet, though. <laughs> um, you look at these pictures of him and they don't really look like him. But again, he's, you know, this is after he took his own life. So it's a little, uh, you know, you're not going to look your best, I guess. Um he goes on to say Epstein was initially brought into general population, a residence he was in no way prepared to handle. He also complained about the laxative the prison gave him and asked them not to continue giving him what they were prescribing. Didn't matter. It's what they gave him. The prison was abuzz with uh, our new felon. He talked finance, saying stocks are like women. You have to study to see what makes them happy. Observe their reaction to international news. Then you can predict their movements. And that's how you win. Uh, Mercy also dropped names of celebrities who allegedly uh, knew Epstein. Again, this is kind of like you you go through this and you kind of get the the ramblings of a crazy person. Right. Um, but, you know, this is the last this is one of the last people to see this guy before. Was the cellmate present when? Epstein killed himself? No, I think... Now I can't remember. Again, we've done this for like two years. Yeah, it's all... I don't believe... Yeah, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, he wasn't in the room. I don't know right. where he was. I forget right. what happened. That's why I didn't even know he had a cellmate. Or if he was in solitary by that time. I'm not entirely... I think he was in solitary by that, that time. That makes more sense. Yeah, if I if I remember correctly, which I might not be... I'm sure I'll get corrected by all the people on Twitter and in YouTube and Facebook. In a, in a very friendly way, too. Yes. <laughs> it's your research, man. Um, we have over like 340 <laughs> videos on this topic. Like, so I'm sorry if I can't remember every little fart in detail. Yeah, we all have everything written down in front of us. Sorry. Um, one time he said uh, Epstein returned to... Uh, our cell with neck abrasions. So did he try and hang himself prior? He wasn't talking. He wouldn't say. He struck me as depressed, suicidal. He sat down on the bare floor, his back to his bunk, eating the prison food off a styrofoam plate. I asked, what are you doing? Why are you eating on the floor? It's just easier this way, was his response. As though he was somewhat resolved to his fate that night. He'd been denied bail and was facing the reality of the rest of his life behind bars. As usual, the conversation centered around his adapting to prison life. He signed off around 10 p.m. to hit the hay. Then one night, another watcher reported hearing the sound of tearing sheets. Conclusion was Jeffrey had killed himself. 
That Saturday morning, we were informed at Wake Up that we'd been eating breakfast in our cells. We'd be eating breakfast in our cells. We were locked down indefinitely. Jeffrey Epstein had uh, taken his life only a few hours before, and the building was crawling with government agents. Assumption he had killed himself was reinforced when another inmate reported that in the wee hours, he'd heard the sound of tearing sheets from Jeffrey's cell in which he had been left all alone after his bunkie had been returned to general population. There, so there you go. There so he you go. By himself. Nobody killed him. Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. No reason to not believe that Jeffrey Epstein himself, I have no doubt, is what he said. Sounds like someone planted that, that guy there and to, to corroborate the he killed himself story. Yes. Uh, you're right. I mean, I don't, I just don't, I still don't believe it. I don't know. I mean, I like to go with the simplest explanation as the right one, but who the hell knows? Yeah, again, I mean, and you can see the pictures of his cell for the longest time. It doesn't make any sense to me that he, how how you, I mean, I, unless I, I don't, like, there's nothing on the ceiling to tie anything to. So he, the fact that he, rigged up this system with clothes and hung himself off of a bunk that is that you could easily touch the ground that you could easily touch the ground with it just doesn't make any sense and then we've talked about this to ed not the cameras being out and the guards falling asleep and then they, they erased whatever other tapes and other shit it's like come on man like i mean i don't know how how would we ever know you know, unless unless something huge happens, there's no way we'll ever know. Someone that has to come you, out with something. Doesn't yeah. that drive you crazy, though, a little bit? It's one of those things. I mean, it's not as big as, but it's one of those JFK, you know, we'll never know, probably. Yeah. And, I, and I, I will say this is bigger than JFK and worse because with JFK... Yeah, you want to know what happened and and who was to blame and who was responsible, but I feel like the the people protect like there's people being protected here that yeah we're still in the wake of this thing right uh, the JFK thing I mean happened so long ago uh, it, it was it's still huge but this is something more recent and we're still dealing with the ramifications of everything. That guy, um, you ever see that guy, France? I France say I forget his name. He's a mob. Yeah, saw him. No, I don't know what you're talking about. He's one of the mob guys. He ran the gasoline scam. He's been popping up on my YouTube uh, algorithm a lot. Um, and I saw a video where he was talking about uh, the he was talking about Hoffa and Kennedy. Okay. And he was basically saying that the Irishman was was bullshit the movie was bullshit that uh frank uh i forget his name in the movie de niro's character de niro's character frank whatever frank sheeran <clears throat> didn't kill um hoffa didn't kill hoffa but that was a lie and that the mob definitely killed kennedy that jack ruby was uh, you mean was, that jack you mean uh, Harvey Lee Harvey Oswald? Right. Yes, Harvey. Well, who killed Oswald? It was a Jack Ruby. Ruby. Yeah. Yeah, that Jack Ruby was um it was a hit. It was like yeah, it was mobbed up. That Jack Ruby was mobbed up. So that I guess the 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 implication there was that the the mob got uh, Oswald to do it, and Ruby 
to take care of take him out so he wouldn't talk yeah i don't know man. I, I, I don't know and then ruby spends the rest of his life in jail whatever the hell happened to him i i it doesn't i i just i don't know i have a hard time believing a lot of there's it. so much you know th- there's a million stories with this thing and which one's right i don't know the sheeran thing makes sense to me be- and uh, and again i easy with the do your research converse you know i have you know but not to say i believe the uh but it was based off of a book and i remember reading some excerpts off the book but that makes a lot of sense to me because of how close they were which make what makes a lot of sense to you that sheeran did it because he was close Uh to hoffa yeah it could be i mean who the hell knows that remember there was a guy on his deathbed was I don't know if this is the guy you're talking about, but the guy on his deathbed is saying that yeah, half is buried in Jersey in a landfill or something. Oh, that yeah, I don't know. Well, there well, I feel like every year somebody somebody dies and goes, oh, let That's me tell true. you where half is. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, well, that was probably the plan the whole time. Yeah, when we all die yeah. on our deathbed, this is what we're gonna say. Yeah, I don't think Sheeran was the first, and he's definitely not been the last. But I, I saw this guy, this guy, and and I I. You know, he was out. He's it's he's not lying that he was in the mafia, this Francesi guy. But, um, yeah, they he talks like, and he's like, I heard from some guys, like, I know what's really true because they were there. And it's like, yeah, but, but like you and I have been in those conversations. And you're like, that doesn't mean that that's true. Like, I, like, what is that? Fucking I mean? heard from some guy. Yeah, the last people you can trust are those fucking people telling you a story. Those guys like to yak like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, and to hear from a guy who heard from a guy, and now he's telling us. It's like, like the game of telephone is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And who knows if he got all the details and what he's talking about. Completely ridiculous. Um, speaking of completely ridiculous. So anyway, I the thing that caught me about that is why did Cindy Adams wait until today to Right. Share the rest of that information that some had already kind of come out, you know. Yeah, what made her come forward today? Maybe uh, weird. I I I don't get that. Weird. I mean, it's been a year and a half now since. Yeah. Why hold on to it? I I don't I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, it seems a little strange. Anyway, uh, speaking of strange and weird, uh, Galen's interaction with the uh, yeah, what the hell was this courtroom artist? Oh, wait, let's do uh, our uh, Jumpstart Coffee Company read. I can't even tell you the amount of people that are texting. I'm going to put it up on the screen for everybody to see. The amount of people texting me or, you know, messaging us that they're getting their coffee and it's it's fantastic. Well, it's the perfect time of year to get it. Yeah, and you're getting right up against it. Can you believe we're 10 days out from Christmas? That's insane. 10 days. Year's almost over. Dear Betty Lord. White's almost a hundred. Oh, I the Betty White thing is driving me nuts. But anyway, all right, here, Frank. Here, take a look. There's this was Amy writing in. Amy Adams? The Amy Adams? The Amy Adams. Oh my Coffee god. Coffee verdict in <laughs> seriously one of the by the way, wait, hold on. I have to go back. Wait, wait. I, I remember this one now. I have to go back because there was a threat here. Oh, God. There was a threat from Amy Adams. Here is the uh, threat. Hey. I bought some of the coffee yesterday. Better be good. Yikes. So that's what we had to step up against. And then she followed it up with LOL for those just listening. Yeah. And then here's a response. The coffee verdict in seriously, one of the best cups of coffee I've ever had. 
I got the medium roast, delicious, better than the more expensive coffee I buy locally. You were right. Not disappointed at all. Boom. How nice is that? From the um, customer's mouths. This is, yeah, this is going to be our read. I'm not going to say shit. Todd, got the coffee today. It's fabulous. That was Todd. Uh, this came in from, oh, I believe this was uh, Roxy, I think her name was. Here it is. Hey. Got my Jumpstart coffee today. Christmas gift to my boyfriend. We both support our troops, and you guys listen every other day. Nice. Incredibly, incredibly kind. That's awesome. And we're not cherry picking here. This isn't, you know, we're not, no. we're not weeding out the bad. There's no bad ones. That's At this point, crazy. I have to show a bad one just to show, but there, haven't, there hasn't been one just yet. So, Was there yeah. a bad one? No, I would love to show a bad one just yeah, to be like, one. here's all the things, but, uh, you know. And don't start, start writing bad ones just so. Yeah, just to. <laughs> just oh, you asked for bad ones. Here they are. No, no. We want I can't honest, remember. honesty. There's Holly Stockinger. I bought Jumpstart Coffee for my dad. He loves it. I can't remember if we shared that one already. That was a couple days ago. It's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah. So people are loving it. The, so there you go. Don't take it from me. Take it from our, our pals in the audience here. They're all trying it. People right. loving the Jumpstart Coffee. Yeah, company. it's good stuff. If you're a As I said. Person, Makes a great gift for Christmas, right, Frank? Uh, Secret Santa. Totally. Gift for the employees. Look at that premium packaging Frank's showing off mm -hmm. right there. Just beautiful, resealable. Yep. Save 15% when you use the promo code AOA15 at checkout with the link in the description below. Order from the link in the description below. 50% of Jumpstart's uh, profits go to the Navy SEAL Foundation. People are loving that fact. I love that fact. You love it's that amazing. fact. We it's all amazing love that it. they're doing that. I don't know how they're making money, but no. they're doing it. Yeah, I don't know either, uh, but they are doing it. I, I don't know how they're making money, and I, and I don't know if they'll tell me. I don't know where Hoffa's buried, and I also don't know if they'll tell me. We'll have to find out. Someone better say something. We'll ask. Somebody, somebody that Jumpstart Coffee could be like, yeah. I don't know where he's buried. I'll tell you. If they haven't done enough for society already, yeah, finding Hoffa would be the next, would be the only thing left for them to do. That'd be great. Um. Yeah. Right. They already make great <clears throat> coffee. Hoff is the god of the next logical step. Right. Uh, Jane Rosenberg is a professional courtroom artist. She's been covering uh, courtroom uh, proceedings for four decades. Uh, wow. Lots of big famous trials. She made some news the other day because she was drawing Ghislaine. She's covering this case as well. She's drawing Ghislaine and noticed that Ghislaine kept on looking at her and was holding a note, uh, a piece of paper in front of her. And as it turns out, Ghislaine was sketching her. What the hell? Sketching Ghislaine. I mean, not for nothing, but. By the way, this is not the worst part of it, but go ahead. You're, you're in a trial for your life. I don't know. Maybe pay attention a little. Am, that, yeah. am I crazy? Yeah. No. I am crazy. Yeah. No, you're not crazy. Oh, okay. No, no I mean, uh, I don't get that. I mean, that's just a weird, weird thing to do. I don't think I've ever seen that. So her and another sketch artist, Liz Williams, were sketching Maxwell during pretrial motions when they noticed Maxwell, armed with a pen and pencil, was returning the favor. She, the British socialite, have since become, quote unquote, sketching buddies of sorts, Rosenberg admits to The Guardian. 
Maxwell waves to her sometimes. Once she mouthed something and Rosenberg realized what she was saying. It was, and I quote, long day, isn't it? Yikes. That's psychopathic behavior, is it not? Yeah, I mean. Right? It's fucking creepy. It's creepy. I'd be like, don't look at me. Don't draw me. Stay away from me. Like, I'm not your, like, I'm not your friend. We're not getting coffee after this. This this ends here when we leave. Yeah, what the fuck? That's disturbing, is it not? Like, you would think she should be nervous, shaking in her boots. She's fucking making small talk with the sketch artist. I don't know, man. This is, it's weird. It's, I don't know. I can't. I don't know what anybody does in that situation. I've never seen anybody do this. It's a, it's an it's odd behavior. It's really what, odd behavior, right? You know, yeah. What, what can you say about it? Unless the only thing you know, she's got to be. I mean, you're in jail. You're probably bored out of your mind. It's funny because Jane said that she goes, she's she's probably in jail all day. She's bored. She, you know, I I, I the sketching thing. I don't think is weird. I I get in a weird it's way. Before I, it's pre-trial stuff. It's like before everything starts. Yeah. I see it. I She's know. probably annoyed. They never, people never look good at these things, right. you know. But, but um, you know, I, I, but the mouthing her of like, like, oh, like we're on the same side, like, oh, yeah, it's like, day. no, we're not, we're connect- not, we don't have a connection here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No we're connection. not coworkers. Get, no. get out of here with that shit. Yeah. I barely, I barely talk to my coworkers. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> mouthing long day, isn't it? To the courtroom sketch artist sketching me in my trial. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Very strange. Rosenberg was filled with good stories. Um, she said that at one, she, she did the Gotti trial. She said John Gotti wanted his double chin removed. <laughs> now, what do you do there? That's an interesting situation. Do you, no, do you go, I think uh, yep, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. It <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. You know, it's so funny. In The Sopranos, they put that in The Sopranos where, uh, Junior was on trial and he throws the the sketch guy a dirty look because he didn't like how he was drawing him in court. What do you do? If you're the sketch guy, you got to be like, uh, sorry. I don't know. Don't do anything to me. I feel like these sketch people should be behind those two way mirrors so that they can't be seen and they can just be free to do their drawings. I think the whole courtroom should be behind be behind two way mirrors. So the person on trial can't see anybody. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, though, I am shocked that these people still have a job because I could take a picture with my phone right now and swipe left a couple of times and have this exact have like a crayon looking drawing. So the fact that there's still. Yeah, you existence. can't bring your phone in there. But if I was the sketch artist, I could. I don't think you can. I think you can't bring. Right. You can't bring your phone into. Well, no, you can't. But I'm saying like they sit there and they just do all these drawings and it's like all you have to do is click and go to the, you know, the. the, Yeah, there's a filter. Yeah. Filter and you're done. Boom. Done. Yeah. Get a lot more done that way in a (laughs) short amount of time. I would pump out 46 pictures a day compared to the one these people do right now. But can you credit? Can you take the credit for it or do you have to credit like? Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, everything's right. Instagram. Instagram owns everything. That's right. They own every single picture of my kid, basically, at this point. Oh, boy. That's not good. Keep up my kid pictures up there. 
All right, so that's the Ghislaine thing. Um, I thought that was uh, an interesting uh, thing to bring up because, again, it just show Like, I've never done such a 180 on something than I have this trial. Like, I was like, there's no way this woman is getting off in this case. And, f like, four days in, I was like, uh-oh, this, this doesn't is, look good. This doesn't look good. I don't understand. I, what I don't get is the amount of time it took, like, from when she was brought in to now like it was a long time like a year ago right yeah they spent all this time preparing for this for what for two weeks of questions for just two weeks yeah what oh and then i was and then i was going over the prosecution because um somebody somebody had like a little bit more detailed information about the prosecution they're all like on average like in their 30s like they're very very young and like the galane's defense team has like four, 50 like, years experience each <laughs> yeah like, like an insane amount of experience each and they're all going up against it which and i know people are going to say conspiracy okay fine but typically prosecutors are on the younger side you really a lot of prosecute they spend time in the prosecution spend time in the DA's office for a while, then they go off and they go do their own practices and turn into whatever, you know? So that's not uncommon, but it would have been nice perhaps to have an old gray hair, as they call them, on the staff in this particular case to kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, just like, sit back, young feller. Let me show you how, how it's oh, done. I got it's... the suspenders going. Yes. Now I'm just a typical lawyer, but that guy. We need that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, identical. <laughs> Lane Smith is the best. We need a Lane Smith. He's the greatest. Uh, fuck De Niro and Pacino. Lane Smith is the greatest actor our generation has ever seen. We need. Uh, I don't know how he never won an Oscar for. I'll tell for you at least this, that. Daniel Day Lewis can't hold a candle to this fucking guy. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, and we'll never know. No, we will never. He is know. gone. R.I.P. Uh, I know it's so sad. I don't want to live in a world without Lane Smith. Well, you're doing it. Um, I don't think we're gonna make get JSAB, so we can't get a whammy get an update. But you're out. I'm out. We announced that Monday. You weren't here, but yeah. Do you want to tell us it's what over. happened? You know the the uh, the folks in my neighborhood. You know everybody does the elaborate decorations and stuff. So we go across the street to our neighbor and. You're far too friendly with your neighbors. I have to be honest with you. I we feel like, oh, neighbors. I was with my neighbor or I hung out with my neighbor. You know what it is? They're our age. They're good people. And we all kind of help each other. out. We did a block party uh, a few years ago. We all kind of organized it together. And, we, you know, we're all, we all very chummy. So good stuff. I don't have this relationship with my neighbors. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know I if you're the, weird or I'm the problem. I think you're the problem. Yeah, what? I don't think it's me. It's you. Oh, my wife just told me a neighbor of our, our neighbor who a door the two doors down three doors down yeah. neighbor just moved to south carolina and never said goodbye to us yeah because you're awful <laughs> you're probably an awful neighbor um you didn't even know they were gone no i didn't know. yeah no. so so we'll go across the street just to have a, a cocktail on saturday night and um, the fuck are you? They I mean, had... If this was South Carolina, I would understand this, but we were in New York, and 
And you're in one of the shittier parts of New York, too. And you're not a shitty part of New York. Oh, I thought you were in a bad neighborhood. No, ever since we moved here, it's a great neighborhood. Isn't Frank in a bad neighborhood? No, no, I'm not. I'm good. No, no. my wife's taking your side. I don't know. I'll let the people decide. And uh, they had Christmas music playing. As soon as I heard it, as soon as I walked in the door, I was like, oh, I'm going to get out this time. It's over. I, it's the first oh, thing that I wasn't on when head. you walked in. You no. were just like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. I heard they had Christmas music playing in the background. Yeah. I went, oh, shit. Because I knew I was going to be there for like an hour. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. It's going to happen. <laughs> of course, like 40 minutes in, I was like, ah. It, it, it played. And then it's weird because they have these decorations outside where it plays music, too. Mm-hmm. And so we, I heard it inside, and as soon as I walked outside, it's playing again in the decorations. Okay, that happened to me. I forget when I went out, but it was like days, and maybe it lasted a week or whatever. I lasted not hearing it and listening to Christmas music constantly. And then once I heard it, I heard it like every two hours on the like it was just yeah. like nonstop after I heard it. Yeah, it was it was insane. I got double wham again. You Dub- <laughs> the old double whammy. <laughs> Same thing happened to Private Ryan's mom. It, it, that's how she, that's how Private Ryan got home. Uh, four times. Oh, that's sad. Quadruple whammy. Yeah, that's really sad. That's not good. That's a sad thing. But but yes, yeah, so way, way to bring the whole thing down. Not exactly Private like Ryan. Private Ryan's mom, but no. similar. Yeah, yeah, very close. Very very close. You know what's fucked up about that movie? They don't really show it to you, but uh, R- R- Private Ryan was her least favorite son. She did not like him. Well, yeah, that's legend has it. <laughs> That was the second heartbreaking thing. Like, not only did I lose my kids, but the only shitty one, the only one who survived was the shitty one. They wanted to call it Fuck Private Ryan, but right. they, they, they couldn't get away with that. Right. Now, I heard a conspiracy theory the other day that they wanted to make all these pornos and had to make the legitimate movie first just to justify all the shaving Ryan's privates. Right. Film. Yeah. No, you that got was it. a real moneymaker. The money's in porn, and that's the only way to get there. Everybody Spielberg knows that. Knows that. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's behind all these points. Jaws. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> look, yeah. At all, look at all the uh, the movies he's made. It's it's they're all porn titles waiting to happen. Well, he's he's got West Side Story coming out, and that is strictly because he likes to do uh, a lot of group orgy. There's going to be a lot of orgy. Yeah. Yeah, and dancing. I don't know what happened. How did we get here? Wham again. I think it was. I still don't know how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you mentioned Private Ryan for some oh, weird sure. reason. Everything is my fault. I get it. It is your fault. Um. So, yeah, so you're out. So, J-Sabs yep. is the winner of the podcast, at least. A lot of people, so I think, she are, says. are still in. Oh, you don't believe her? No, I believe her. I believe her. Oh, no, we're all playing on the honor system. I believe her. That's a little... Well, as we learned from Seinfeld. George actually lost. He lied. So, Jerry won that one. Jerry was the winner. That is correct. Uh, we talked about this last episode out uh, because Liz Cheney decided to read text messages. So Mark Meadows, who is Trump's, chief I thought of Mark staff? Meadows hosted. Uh, didn't he host uh, what is it? Uh, the physical Double challenge, Dare. Double Dare. Didn't he do that? <laughs> I thought that's who that was. Who was the guy who hosted Double Dare? See? I'm reading Twitter. I'm like, what the hell does he have to do with this? <laughs> Anyway, Mark Meadows, in an attempt not to get slimed, right, turned over a lot of records. And some of them were text messages that he had received from the Fox News hosts. And Liz Cheney read that aloud yesterday because they wanted him to come in 
And uh, he initially was cooperating with the January 6th committee. And then Trump was like, no, he has executive privilege. So then he stopped cooperating. So then they took some of the info that he had already given them, i.e. the text messages, and they started reading them aloud, which was not a great look for the Fox News hosts. First of all, only the president can claim executive privilege. This guy is not only not the president, he's not even assisting the current president anymore. Uh, I think I think you can extend executive privilege to White he's House a, staff, but they're not. He's not even staff anymore. Well, but he was at the time that they're talking about. Mm. He was Did say everybody in the White House is executive privilege and can't talk about anything. Uh, if you're protecting the the office, yes. From any so if the office commits a crime. They could just go up oh, executive privilege. Nobody could ask me about it. Technically, yes. That's you would, you would hope you would hope that the person who was taking the office would not do such a thing. But then, how did Nixon not get away with anything? Well, he eventually had to give it up. But why? Well, because that was all taped. Yeah, that was all the tapes that got out. Executive privilege. <laughs> what? Executive privilege. <laughs> well, that can't ask me about those tapes. Not after it's already out. I don't know what you're talking about. Executive privilege. Um. So. <laughs> So anyway, so she read out all the things and it's in our last episode. Go back and watch or listen to it if you want to see what they said. But essentially it was every Fox News host, Hannity, Ingram, Kilmeade, like texting Meadows to tell Trump to do something because they were like, he's destroying his legacy or this or that. So we covered all of this. Two things that I noticed that I didn't really point out last episode. And some people called me out for it. And again, there was more of a this was more of a bigger story yesterday and today. So here we are talking about it. Um, one was the fact that and I didn't really put this all together, but I, you know, I said that the Fox Fox News hosts are bullshit. I mean, everybody knows my feeling about both sides of cable news is all horseshit. But the the Fox News people, they were begging Trump to do something in these text messages hours before they got on the air and then were like, ah, supposedly Antifa was uh, behind yeah. all. And it was just Bullshit. like, shit. well, what was it? Was it, you know, were you, you know, does Trump have control of these people or is it Antifa? Right. Cause you can't be both. There's no way they're going to listen to Trump if it's Antifa. Yeah. And the way they all came at it was typical talking points, which I mean, you know, and, oh, frankly, and it was, it was just a regular tour. Nothing really bad happened. The, and yeah, and like you've been a, again, you've been a part of this too. Where like at the at the radio station, we're like, all right, everybody, this is gonna be our focus for the next week or so. Like, you know, so they have the same meetings. They have a news director who kind of comes down and goes, all right, this is you know, well, we're hearing some things about Antifa and blah blah. And so they all go running and go, oh, it's Antifa, you know, uh-huh. um, which whatever you believe, I don't give a shit. Leave me alone. I don't like you. Don't have to say in comment. You don't have to be like I'm unsubscribing now. Like, go fuck. I don't care. But I, the point is, is that. They literally like I just I'm doing this has less to do with Trump, my comments and more to do with just stop believing. Stop watching cable news because it's just total bullshit on all sides where they were really genuinely concerned on one point, And then on the next the, the next, they're just spewing their talking points, which MSNBC, CNN are not much better. Um, in fact, they're the exact same. 
But I just feel like here's like I, I wanted to bring it up and slam this point home because it's like here is concrete evidence that these people are full of shit. Yeah. Like completely full of shit. It's unbelievable that people still look at them and go, oh, no, they, I watch these guys because they tell the truth. It's like I'll uh, tell you what, my now my parents are how old are they? Seventy mid seventies. If they see something on the news, doesn't matter what it is, they they believe it. Like that generation, it's hard that, to explain to them. You know why? Because they grew up with news legendary was news, news yeah. people who were like this is the got to be the you know. Yep. They trusted the news back then. And also, you didn't have an internet to go to for another side of it. Yeah, you yep. really didn't have that. And there wasn't, there was back then four, three, four voices yeah. delivering information, not four million. Yeah. I think you the know. best thing to do is whatever the, uh, the news is reporting on an event, if you can get the raw, just watch the video of that event and look at it for right. your own, for yourself. If right. it's the president speaking, if it's the Capitol riots, uh, the insurrection, if it's this or that. You just look at it and yeah. tune out what they're saying and just go, all right, what am I seeing here? And what is this guy saying? And what are they, you know, because they're going to tell you, this is what he's saying, but this is what he means. And it's oh, like, well, no. Yeah. The, 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 so, and, and we'll get to it too when we get to Meryl. Remind me of this in Meryl Streep. Remind me of the skewed point of view when we get to Meryl Streep, the Meryl Streep story. Um, but the second thing I wanted to bring up too is, Mark met and Liz. Ch I mean, there might be more, but Liz Cheney read two text messages from Don Jr. to Mark Meadows. And it got me thinking, and I don't know if this is just because I'm caught up in succession. The season finale of succession was this past Sunday. It was so fucking good. I don't watch it. Don't know so spoilers, good. but I'm, I don't know if I'll ever watch it. But God, it's show is about um, I was gonna say Brian Dennehy. That's not it. Brian Cox plays this like old school. Love him. He's like awesome. he he runs like a Fox News. And his kids are vying for, to be his successor. Is basically the premise of the whole entire show. He's a billionaire. He's got movie studios, theme parks, cruise ships, and a news uh, corporation, news channel that is like the main driving force. Mm -hmm. And the kids just, just the way the kids just revolve around his son, you know, like the way he's the son in this universe is unbelievable. Two text messages from Don Jr. to Mark Meadows, like begging him. Like he's got to do a, a, a Oval Office address. He's got to say something. He's got one second. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. By point, I feel like you might have to make the same point. Why wasn't he texting his father directly? That was the point I was just gonna make. You got to talk to him. It's like you have you can't call your father. And maybe father. he maybe he was maybe he did maybe yeah. he texted his dad didn't get a response and yeah, was texting maybe. Mark Meadows. That can entirely be the the thing. Certainly. But it seemed a little odd that you can't get your father to, like, A, pick up the phone or answer a text message to go I mean, and do something. He was busy doing nothing about the riot, so I could see how he wouldn't. It was just very strange. Yeah, able and, to answer. And Mark Meadows says to him, Mark Meadows responds to Don Jr. and says, I agree. I'm trying, like, I'm pushing it or whatever he says, something to that thing. Yeah. And um, for anybody which, doubt, I'm sorry, go ahead. Which I was going to say almost makes me feel like Trump was entirely on his own or by himself. Maybe. An hour, hour and a half, two hours into this thing before he finally 
addresses everybody like he was yeah my point is if anybody's confused about what actually happened and the timeline what was the four hours at the four Capitol? hours at the Capitol? yeah it's on netflix right hbo max or you're doing HBO great max. i got the title <laughs> i got the title four hours at the Capitol on uh hbo max yeah it'll lay it all out for you from beginning to end from uh from when he had the rally uh, and from when they walked over to the to the Capitol and everything, I mean, the footage they have there is it's unreal. It's from within the insurrection, from in the crowd, walking mm-hmm. and you know breaking themselves into the into the Capitol building. It's unbelievable. And before anybody comments on this show and yells about how great Trump is or whatever and how it was it was all Antifa, like go watch that. Watch it documentary and it's not skewed no it's really not it's just the raw footage of what happened it is and it's not edited in a certain way and in fact there are people that were defend there are people that are that say it was antifa in the documentary and that's in the documentary go go look at it i mean i don't believe those people but i'm saying they they do have the other they they are presenting the other side in, in the in that piece which which is extraordinary it's unbelievable to, to watch it because I I watch I'm 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 watching it go and this is uh, my blood was boiling because it was so yeah. intense and just unbelievably I don't know what the word I just it, it was just infuriating is what mm. it is it's it's an infuriating thing to watch. I was actually thinking about this before I was I was thinking about that day and we did a show that night because it was a Wednesday I believe possibly. Yeah. It was one of those weird things where it was everywhere, but we didn't really know the extent of what, like how big and in depth it. Like, even though there were, t- even though everybody in that crowd's got a phone that they have on, it still took. I felt like days and weeks till we had any sort of, of it inkling of how what kind of a scope of it, and we still didn't get that until this documentary came out, and we really got to see. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. It's not everything. four hours long. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's not. Documentary. It's not a minute by minute thing. No. Um. Okay. There's a guy. This might be my favorite story of the day, Frank. There's I don't know. A, the the the, uh, the Real Housewife one is pretty good. The um. There's a guy. Uh. What Real House? You mean Ninety Day Fiance? Whatever. Are you okay? What's going it's all on? The same. <laughs> Like I, like I can tell the difference between any of those shows. <laughs> Real Housewife, 90 Day Fiance, The Bachelor, who gives a shit? Okay, got it. A manager at the MTA, which for those who don't know, that's our transportation metropolitan authority. transportation authority. Yeah. Uh, handle the subways, the buses, even the uh, the airports? Or is it the Port Authority? Maybe? <laughs> I don't think that's the airports. Rubbing off on They me. might do the, uh, the air train. I think they might have that. Maybe. Okay. But I'm not it's, sure. They're not the airports. That's Port Authority. Uh, MTA, buses and trains. This fuck, there's a fucking guy. His name is, how do you say his name, Frank? G-I-U-L-I-O. Gulio or Julio? I would or say Julio. Julio. Maybe Julio. J is Julio, but, uh, but could, I could Julio, see this guy being like, um, like, okay. So me and Julio down by the schoolyard. This guy is dry. He's a super, a general superintendent at the MTA buses department. They caught him 
photos link in the description below uh link in the description of the episode if you're listening they caught him driving out of the mta building with a fucking blow-up doll in his passenger seat so he could ride in the freaking this is a so he could ride in the uh hov lane now this <laughs> is an, uh, an episode of curb your enthusiasm <laughs> Where he gets a prostitute to prostitute. sit in the... At least that's a real person. That's hysterical. But this... If you see the picture of the of the blow-up doll, there's like three or four pictures. It looks like the blow-up doll from from airport. It's airplane. so, it's sorry, so fucking ridiculously obviously not a real human being. No, it looks like autopilot from airplane. Right. And this jackass... By the way, that gave me such nightmares. When I first saw Airplane... Every time I got on an airplane after that, when I was a kid, I was like, are those blow up balloons driving the airplane? I'm just worried. (laughs) Yeah, they put on autopilot. Big balloon comes out and flies. Yeah, I was concerned. (laughs) Yeah, Um, everything else in in the movie is a joke except that. (laughs) (laughs) This jackass. Anyway, the New York Post confronted him outside of the building, and he denied that it was to use the HOV lane. And he said, and I quote, I don't use it for the HOV. I use it for the company. <laughs> oh my God. That's incredibly, he went, he went the sad route. Oh my God. This guy, he's like, you know what? I got one way to do to make this worse. That's the only way you can make it worse. I thought you were going to say, you know what? I use it for sex. I don't know. My wife has a good question. Is he married? I don't know. I don't know if he's married, but I will say this. At least from the waist up, it appears that this passenger is clothed. He's actually wearing a suit. So he's very, he's professionally attired. The blow-up doll is professionally attired. The blow-up doll is not only wearing a suit, grayish-blue suit with a blue shirt, a red and brown striped tie, but he also has a red handkerchief in his little pocket. Well, so that's just class, right? Very there. well put. Very classy. He's a very classy blow-up doll. You're I not going to talk to a blow-up doll that's you know that's wearing like jeans and sneakers and shit. That's just. <laughs> but I love how it goes. I don't use it to scan the HOV lane. This is my friend. <laughs> this is the guy. I talk to him. It's you know, to, come on. I would rather talk to, to nothing than look like a giant lunatic. <laughs> By the way, I have talked to nothing. I have talked yeah, to nothing. Yeah, talk to and yourself. It, of course, it's way better than than having to blow up this thing. Half so, an asshole. Can you picture? I I need a blow up doll to sit next to me so I could talk to it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this guy's you know that's his therapy. Maybe he does it and it works for him. But something tells me might not be telling the truth. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if he's gotten away with it like uh, until now, is. like how long he's been doing this. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Somebody, some, he pissed off somebody at the office and they fucking call the newspaper and like, are you ready for this? My <laughs> boss drives to work with a fucking blow up doll, okay? He leaves at 4.30 today. Have your camera people outside to capture this wonderful moment. I have it for the company. <laughs> this pool toy. Keeps me company. <laughs> what in the hell? And it reminds then, me. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Home Alone when he has that thing in the shower, like it's dancing <laughs> behind the curtain. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> Home then, Alone Two, I think it's. 
the the person from the post pressed him and was like, "Are you sure it's not for the HOV lane?" And he says, and I quote, "Have I ever lied to you?" <laughs> I'd be ever? like, "Have I ever spoken to you each before? other?" <laughs> what? Come on, we go back like ten minutes. Have I ever lied? <laughs> you crazy bastard! Holy yeah. shit! These are the people running our uh, trains and buses. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Totally. Good. Good. That's totally. good to know. Good to know. Um, oh boy. Yeah. You know what? It's a good defense. How could you disprove it? It's my, I, you know, I just company. I just want them uh, as a company. Uh, you know, they could buy it. They could not. Uh, how could you? How could you go against that? Maybe it is company. One union official said, "Quote: It's unbecoming of a manager." We laugh, but what else is he doing in secret that we don't know about? End quote. You don't want to know what he's doing with this fucking thing in secret. That's the problem. Can you imagine, like, I mean, did they have to put handcuffs on the thing or deflate it? What do they do? Do they just confiscate it? Is it evidence now? I don't know, but how do you how do you even talk to this guy? I mean, seriously. <laughs> imagine coming home from work that day to your wife. Like, listen, honey, we got to sit down. We got to... I gotta have a conversation with you here. Before you hear this in the news, uh, this this is what happened. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> where do you even get that thing? I mean, I don't get, know it, where you get a fully clothed professional uh, banker. You can I get, you search for anything. You can get anything online. I'm sure. I mean, I guess so. But this, I mean, he had to sit there one day, blow it up, and go. I'm putting this in my car, you know, because what? It's awfully lonely on my commute on the way in. How long is this this guy's commute? I mean, if it's more than an hour, yeah, maybe, you know, and then I talk to a blow up doll. That's, that's probably fine. I don't At know. At least get one that looks like a person. This thing looks like those weeble wobbles that you used to punch as a kid and they pop back up. Yes. It's yeah, it does. It does. I wonder if he has like a little tape or something with like, it goes, uh huh, sure. Yeah, no, I get it. It's a hard day. That, you know, I'm glad you're okay though. I'll say something to my wife about the soap. I understand. It's it's <laughs> uncomfortable for me too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I would <laughs> love now. Now you got me curious. I would love to hear. I want more of the, uh, more details on this th on this thing. <laughs> what some this is those... a sitcom waiting to happen. Yeah, what some of those conversations are really like. An MTA guy and his blow-up doll friend. I think that's a sitcom. It's at least ten episode series. Um, hang on, Frank. I don't know about you, but it's feeling awfully lonely in here. Let's bring in some more company. There we go. This is better. Oh, you screwed it up. There he is. Oh, where did you go now? Oh, uh, no, uh, can you get all three of us? There we <laughs> there are. Ah, oh, that's better. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? I mean, I was missing Janine, but now that we've got Carl here. Yeah, it's fine. we're good. We're good. <laughs> Carl, how are you? <clears throat> Do you think it's weird to order a blow-up doll with fully clothed? Like, how does that conversation happen? Like, do you have a, you have one with all clothes on, please? <laughs> you sure? Because most people who buy blow-up dolls, they don't want clothes on these guys. <laughs> uh, well, wait, I'm okay, a different wait. kind of guy, I guess. This one you're showing me now has still has a mouth open. Can I get a mouth completely closed, yeah. please? This one looks surprised all the time. Can we get one that's not <laughs> so shocked? <laughs> I want a calm, fully clothed blow-up doll. <laughs> yeah. I want to earn that blow-up doll's trust. I don't want it to just be ready to go. 
Could you imagine being weird enough to creep out somebody at a sex shop that they're like, all right, I got to hang up. On yeah, like, I've never yeah. seen this before. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, pal? <laughs> Can you imagine and don't come at us because we're just making fun of this guy because we know he's bull he's full of shit and he's just get scamming the, the i hope he's H -O -V Frank, i hope he's full of shit if he's if he's got some kind of mental thing then yeah i'll apologize for everything well, but then why is he the manager at an mta making like a, they said he made like one hundred twenty thousand a year like that's huh. crazy that's that's humbling that's like <laughs> <laughs> If you're making that much, you might as well go for the. You should have. He could have gone for like a high a mannequin, or something that looks like a person. I I honestly, in my heart of hearts, thinks there's something wrong with him because, like I said, it is the one the blow up doll we just had on the screen looks more like a human being than this one does. It is comically yeah. unrealistic. I don't. Uh, if he does, then I apologize, and we're making fun of a guy who's, who's got some kind of mental problem, but. Mm. Uh, I hope that's not the case. Um, I just, I, I mean, I think he's just his... scam, scamming the HOV lane, which is the story that didn't the person who turned him in say that? Well, all the all the people that work with him think that's what he's doing. That's what he's so doing. He must so, be okay. Right. But I was, you know, it's funny. I was watching this thing on on um, Will Ferrell did an interview with with SNL, and mm -hmm. I think it's on their channel, like like where they have SNL, you know, cast members like remembering their time there. And he said that for like an entire year, he wore the same, he wore an outfit, like like overalls or whatever in a sketch. And somebody goofing around was be like, I bet you won't wear that tomorrow. And so he did. And he wore it every day for a year. <laughs> oh my God. Just as a goof. And he said, Alec Baldwin came in and he goes, uh, you don't dress like that all the time, do you? And he's like, oh, I do, but no, it's just a bit. And he goes, oh, okay. Cause you look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's classic Will Ferrell. That, he him. he wore the same thing for a year. Just because year. someone said an offhanded comment that yeah that did you wear that yesterday? Yeah, or basically. Or I bet you don't wear that tomorrow. And he wore it for a year. That's that's extreme. <laughs> he wore it for a year. That's commitment to your craft. That seriously is. And serious, and then he said he had this character that he did, and he would do it on occasion for absolutely no reason. It was never on the show. He just did it. <laughs> and then he, as he's telling the story, he's like, "Wait, he was, I think one time he did show up to the thank yous at the end of the night, and then they showed a clip there he was with the glasses and the handkerchief." <laughs> <laughs> But That's like hilarious. just randomly one night he just wears that that outfit. Nobody had ever seen that that outfit that before. Character. Yeah, That's that funny. character. Yeah. Love Will Ferrell. Fucking Will Ferrell. Whoops. Sorry. What's up? Carl's making a comeback. What's up, Carl? Got something to say? <laughs> we should sell Carl's. That would be great. Yeah. I would love to do that. We should sell I... blow up dolls of ourselves. So that if people would... want to, you know, have us around as company. That would be amazing. We could put a Metallica shirt on yours. People would be like, this is really realistic. That's accurate. <laughs> Uh, Meryl Streep's nephew. So last year out here in the Hamptons, um, he got into a uh, an altercation with a gentleman and um, they had a road rage incident in the parking lot of an East Hampton Chase Bank. Just kind of embarrassing. Um, he, he, I don't know. It's just embarrassing. to It's embarrassing when I see grown men fighting. It's yeah. Just, oh, that's ridiculous looking all the time. Yeah. There's never, unless it's a boxing match. Yeah. 
it's never like yeah, you know, look cool fighting. Right, though. you look like an idiot. Unless you walked into the room with a Walter Waite championship, just you look like an asshole like, yes. completely. Um, but anyway, and I'll I'll put the link in the description below to the the video of this altercation too. The fucking guy left this poor kid with stitches all in his head, like he's got that like he's sitting in a hospital bed, shaved head with just these huge stitches going around his skull. The nephew has the stitches or the other guy? The other guy. Okay. And he got off today with a $250 fine. Oh, wait. What? With a $125 surcharge on top. That's great. Well, the guy could probably sue him. I mean, I would imagine that he he would. What happened was they... And it's so funny because depending on how you see this, like... You know, people are trying to, like, frame it a certain way. They did get into a legitimate fight. The other kid did pick up Meryl Streep's nephew and, like, kind of, like, toss him around a little bit. But, I mean, the fact that they just, like, I I just, it feels very, I still feel like there's a little bit of, like, oh, your aunt's Meryl Streep. That they only let him walk away with a $250 fine at the end of the day. Because this, this kid was put in the hospital. Now, a lot of the articles, I, there was, I shouldn't say a lot. One article I read fails to point out that the Meryl Streep's nephew also did come away with a lot of injuries. Okay. Like he had a, uh, I forget what he had, but he had a, a back injury and a head injury. Well, you know what it is? When two people they get into a fight, what, I mean, what's... What's the charge? I mean, they, they're just fighting each other. It's not like someone just ran up and punched someone, sucker punched someone. It's they're having a, an yeah, argument, well, a disagreement. The way it happened, one ran up to the other one, and they they got, like, picked up, and they got, like, wrestling slammed, and then, and then right. they ensued from there. So that's kind of what the judge was saying. He was like, well, the guy who got torn up worse was almost the cause of his own like he so, kind of caused it is what they were saying which yeah i've never seen that before i don't know i mean i don't want maybe like they're both kind of self-defending you know it's like because what unless the other person fi- um presses charges what's the What's the what's the charge? I don't know. And they have it on security. Like, so, you you, you know, you can see the security camera footage. Yeah. I mean, it would be assault, but they're both kind of assaulting each other. Right. I don't know what the yeah, it would have to be who I don't know who threw first. Is it like dueling rules? I mean, what's the uh, I don't know how they do it, but but it's, if it's, it's just weird. a fight between two guys. I don't get what the charge would be. It's weird, though, because, again, like we and I hate to rehash this, but, you know, everybody brings up this Rittenhouse kid and it was self-defense and blah, blah, blah. And then you, you look at something like this and there's kind of like, ah, it's just both their faults. Like, it's kind of like, wait, wait a second. Like, that seems well, they didn't drive there with the intent to, you know. They, they got out of the car, probably yelling at each other, and then they got into it. Well, yeah, so they, they supposedly almost hit each other. Right. And um, it stemmed from an accident, basically. Right. Well, a non-accident. Right. <laughs> kind of. And I guess they exchanged some words and like had this whole like. Shit yeah, it's not on. like Meryl Streep's nephew drove there with the intent to crash into no, someone no, and start no, a no, fight. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm no. just. I know that, but it's like not 
comparable to the Rittenhouse thing that way. Understandable, but it feels like that was so, like, I don't know. Just because, no, I mean, there is a such thing as self-defense, so we can't say it's not. Yeah. My thing is you can't create the situation and then claim, you know, you can't create the danger and then create, and then claim self-defense from the danger. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you can. I have no idea. But again, like he's getting charged at. So like, what the fuck? What was he supposed to do? Right. You that's know? what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't have a dog in this fight, so I don't really give a shit at the end of the day. But I found that to be kind of interesting that for 250 bucks, they were like, all right, I'll buy it. Maybe, maybe it was actually Meryl Streep and she's just such a good actress. That's, you know she what? I'm going to look into her that. nephew. I'm going to actually look into that. That's a good, that's a solid theory. If anybody could pull that off. Yeah. Uh, Kroger is the first, a lot of people have been talking about this. They're the first company that I've actually seen actually do it. Kroger is taking away paid leave for unvaccinated employees who get COVID-19 and require some of them to pay a monthly health insurance surcharge starting in the new year. The new policies are intended to encourage staff to get the COVID vaccine. A company spokeswoman said country's largest supermarket operator will still provide paid leave to fully vaccinated employees who get breakthrough cases. Now, <clears throat> I appreciate the effort here from Kroger to try and get people vaccinated. The reason why I think this might be a stupid thing is because what I fear will happen is somebody who's not vaccinated will start to feel slightly ill and go, well, fuck this, I'm not gonna miss a day's pay. I will just go in and battle through it. Now you're gonna have COVID people walking around the produce aisle coughing on all the apples. Well, do they also have a, wait, what, what it, read it, can you read it again what they're doing? Cause I don't know if they have a policy on. They're taking away paid leave for unvaccinated employees who get COVID and are required and are requiring some Obviously, of them yeah. to pay a monthly health insurance surcharge starting next year. So the surcharge, I understand. This is almost, this is pretty much comparable. And this is what everybody was arguing when they first said it. If you have a smoker, right? They, their insurance premiums are high. higher. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that so, makes that part of it makes sense. Uh, the paid leave thing is, is where everybody's kind of like, yeah. Now my wife brings up a good point. If you have somebody who's fat, do they get to, do they pay extra? The answer is no. Yeah, that's different though. That's their, Genetics. They're genetics. Yeah, they could be. Could be genetics. Could be. You can't really uh, fault. It could be genetics. You could. Well, also here's the you other. Can't part fault of that. someone on their physical appearance. If you if if you if if heart disease is hereditary in your family, you can't be charging them more. You can't charge somebody more for that. Right. You know. Yeah, this is something. This is something you can. It's like a. Um, but if you have a smoker, they're they're choosing. Well, it's, the yeah, same it's like thing an with... elective. It's like an elective surgery or something. Yeah. You, this is smoking. You can stop. But you I will say here's where, here's where there is a little bit of um, hypocrisy. If you're an alcoholic, that's a disease. Yeah. That's okay. But you are kind of like just destroying your smoking is not a disease. That's an addiction. That's not a disease. It feels a little, yeah, I think a little gray area there. That's true. I give you that. I mean, maybe smoking should be treated as a. Uh, it's an addiction. An addiction is a kind of a. You know, that's. 
I don't know. Maybe disease worthy to be called a disease. Anyway, regardless, I get that or irregardless to drive some of my grammar friends crazy. Um, I get that point, but to not like, I don't know. I think you're going to have a lot of people who get COVID just go in and be like, fuck it. I'm going to battle through it. I think it's fine. You yeah. Know, it, I mean, do you have to disclose why you're, why you're out sick? Well, that's a good point too, but I guess it's the basically, because what do you have to be out for 10 days? That's true. What are they telling you the quarantine for 10? It was 14 originally. Now I don't think it's as many. Yeah, I think it's 10 now. It's probably 10 business days. Um, I don't know if business days have anything to do with it. We're not shipping anything here. What are you talking about? No, I mean, if it's work days, <laughs> they're not, you know, you're not working on the week. If it's a regular nine to five, Monday to Friday job. Well, no, it's but still, it's 10 days. days, 10 days. I mean. Right. Um, yeah, it's a weird, it's, uh, I think that they're trying to do something along those smoking lines that it's like, all right, well, if you're not going to do this then we have to charge you more and you're you're more liable you're more uh liable to be to get sick and something happens so we got to charge you more insurance i get that um not paying them if they're sick i don't know it's it's tough because what if someone who smokes has a smoking related issue and has to be out they, they get paid probably right well here's what's weird about smokers and i like i noticed this when i used to work at the airport humping boxes to get through college humping boxes yeah that's what they call it well you just move boxes around nobody calls it that but you well we called it that airport lingo anyway sounds gross um we weren't humping box we were like humping boxes you know no humping boxes got it um but the smokers worked the least out of all of us because they'd be out there every friggin 45 minutes Taking a 15 minute smoking break. Yep. Yeah. I uh, at my uh, job at a radio station, and one guy was so adamant about it. He was like, he wasn't a smoker, and he was like, I'm going to take my smoke break. And he would just go outside for 10 minutes. He never smoked. Hmm. He was like, oh, they could do it because he, he would notice anytime he wanted to get a hold of someone, oh, they're outside smoking. And he'd go, all right, I'm taking my smoke breaks too. Yeah. And he would just go outside and hang out. Well, I can, I can remember, like, again, one of my first, like, non-fun jobs out of college was uh, working for Morgan Stanley. Oh. And I used to go outside and just be outside for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, I just, like, smell the air just to not be sitting at that desk. I think that's acceptable. That's fine. You have to get up. Because you do have to. You can't just sit there. You have to get up and walk around. I, I When I was working in the office, every now and then I'd just get up, take a stroll around the office, and come yeah. back. You got yeah. it. You got to stretch the legs. That's yeah, cool. but it, it's true though. The smokers, they just get their breaks. They just go and you know they do their thing. Built in, it. I guess. The trade-off is you know emphysema and lung cancer and stuff. <laughs> They'll be dead sooner. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather not have the fifteen-minute smoke break. Yeah, neither, neither. Same here. Um, along these lines, we've had a mask mandate in effect now in New York for three days. Mm. So I went to go get lunch today at a deli, like a town over from where I live. And it, they have like it's it's like all like the front is all windows, it's all glass. Uh-huh. But the way like the sun was, <laughs> do you want to put it on? Would you feel more comfortable if you wear a mask during the show? I, I don't know where you've been. You've been at this mask with Kelly, so <laughs> so I can't see into the deli because 
the stuff all over the windows and whatever. the way the sun is coming off of the oh. deli i can't see and so i can't see that far back where the people are mm-hmm. now there's two people that are sitting at a table right by the window i can see them and they're not wearing a mask but i'm like well they're, they're eating, eating. Right. so it's okay i walk in i look immediately to the left at the two people there is no food on their table <laughs> so i'm like Okay, so now as I walk in, I'm putting the mask on because I don't want to be a problem in the in the in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I get to the back where there are two people ordering food, no mask. I see what I think is a manager or owner talking to somebody else, neither wearing a mask, and I look at the two employees behind the counter, and neither of them are wearing a mask. And now I'm the only asshole in the place. Well, no, you're doing the right thing. And I'm you're not the like, asshole. You're I in feel, a deli full of assholes. Well, I feel like, and now I'm like, if I take this off, I'll feel like an even, like, in that moment, I was like, I don't know what's worse. If I ride this out with the mask on, or if I take the mask off, I literally do not know what is worse. And ride it out. What's what's the big deal? So you got. I did ride it out, but I kind of felt like an idiot, and I kind of felt like I'd be just as big of an idiot if I took the the, the stupid thing off. Well, you're an idiot either way, but the mask doesn't. It's not also, a good anything. point. It really this the mask doesn't really change the status. Consequential status of my idiocy. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't worry. I think you're fine. <laughs> either way, buddy. <laughs> you do you. And then I was even going to like make a crack about it. And I was just like, I was like, hey, you know what? And then, and then I thought it's kind of more fun. And then I kind of thought if I don't say anything, are they going to say something to me about it? But they oh, if you said something, they probably, what are you, cops? I was going to pull out my wallet and be like internal mask service here for your inspection. Um. Yeah, I don't know. And this, so by the way, I wanted, but I wanted to share this because Monday the mask thing went into effect and the Nassau County executive basically said, I'm not enforcing this. Right. Um, and his reasoning was that 97% of people in Nassau County have had at least one of those shots and they have plenty of uh, beds available. And so he's like, I'm not enforcing this, which then forced the current Nassau County executive for at least the next 16 days. To basically say, well, I'm not really going to actively enforce it either. Um, the Suffolk County executive, which is where I was and the, where the deli is, basically put out a four-sentence statement, and I still can't tell you where that person stands on it because they didn't really say anything. <laughs> like, well, we're going to continue to educate the public on on it. And oh, I'm like, boy. Well, all right. So am like... I or am I not wearing masks? Yeah. And then so, I, so then I was walking back to my car, and I passed a couple of other businesses, and I saw um, it was like like Chachki store, like like one or two stores over. And there was a lady who I could see in the window. And again, I couldn't see to the end of the store, but I could see this lady close to the window. And she had a mask around her chin, which is my favorite move. So yeah. mouth and nose totally exposed mask around the chin. And a UPS guy was coming out of another business and he was not. And he had a beard like me, which you can. So if I put on a mask, you can kind of tell because it mats my beard a little bit. Right. He had a beard on it. You could tell he had not been wearing a mask all day long. Nice and fluffy. Yeah, because he was nice and fluffy. A luscious beard. Lovely, lovely facial hair. Have you? Do you notice beards? Like, you you probably, they stand out to you like a sore thumb. You're like, oh, yeah, a little beard. bit. Do you make eye contact with other people who have beards and like, 
You give him a little. There's like, a beard. There is a is beard. Like a brotherhood. There's a beard brotherhood. Yeah, there's a beard society you don't know about. Bunch of weirdos. Yeah, yeah. Along with my other society that I'm a part of, which is uh, people who drive with blow up dolls in the passenger seat for no fucking reason. That's an underrepresented uh, society. The only way this could have been worse, that MTA story, is if they actually caught him not in the HOV lane driving with a fucking dummy. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just talking to my buddy here. You know what? That gets you through the day. God no, bless. No, stop acting like it's night. People, we can make fun of some abnormalities, and this is one of them. I think it's wonderful. I'm sticking to this one. Okay. I'm absolutely sticking to I this. I think he's just full of shit, and he's trying to, you know, get one over on the HOV lane, which... Yeah. I mean, if you're going 70 miles an hour, I think they could spot a blow up though, the cops. Anyway, I'm utterly curious now because this is day three. Again, I haven't really been to many places. So and the one place I went not to, to interrupt, but my wife just walked in naked and walked out of the room. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm glad. I, well, I hope nobody saw that in the reflection of your glasses. Not the glass. I don't think you could see. Tape. I don't think you could see that. <laughs> It's time to go. Do we have to end? Do you have to run? We might have to. I'll tighten this up. I will tell you what. I don't want Let's to delay this that. up, shall we? Anyway, my point is, is I don't know. This one seems like. And then. So then after the Nassau County executive said that, supposedly the governor had another press conference was like, well, we said in the beginning it would be up to the the local, you know, government. So it's like, well, then what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. She should have just done this for Upstate, and that would have been the end of it. Um, I'm going to warn Twitter of this, and, and only one time. There's somebody on Twitter now that's counting down the days till Betty White is 100. Right. And it's fucking driving me crazy because she's basically trending every single day now. And I don't like it. And I also feel like we're counting our chickens before they hatch. Is that this phrase? Are we, yeah, but what, you think it's like a jinx? I think he's going to fucking jinx Betty White. I think she's going to fucking die the, uh, one day before her 100th birthday because this son of a bitch doesn't have a goddamn life and all he can worry about is counting down Betty White's last few days You know, while he drives around with a fucking blow-up doll in his passenger seat. I think it's the same guy. I'm not 100% sure, but this is my theory that I'm putting out there. This guy gets around. I think it's the same fucking guy. It could be. So you're pissed off at the countdown? I mean, because cause he's, he's jinxing it. Every day. Yeah. 30, 36 I'm, days, 35 days. Dude, shut the... Let her be 100, and then we'll celebrate on that day. How many uh, How many days we got? I think it's 35 or 34, whatever it is. That's... God bless. I hope, you know, and now we got... Uh, is your wife whispering sweet nothings into your ear right now? No, she's fully clothed, and she's letting the dog out in the yard. Oh, did I ruin it? You ruined it. So, you had an opportunity, and I we blew it. You, you did. You had to talk about Betty White. Well, Betty White's fun. important. Let's not act like your wife's That's not true. concerned about Betty White's health either. She is. That's true. That's a good point. So is she? I mean, the, the other thing I was going to say is um, Dick Van Dyke is now ninety. He's ninety six years old, and he's dancing, and and he looks he looks great. He's in yeah. good spirits. I love it. Dick Van Dyke is awesome. He's solid. So we gotta keep track. We gotta keep an eye on Dick Van Dyke too. He's well, we got, you know, we got a lot of things we're keeping track of right at the current moment. <laughs> but ninety-nine years old, and this oh, I think it's his name is Alex Rodney. In thirty-five days, hey Rod, you got this. Big up, Betty White. Shut the oh, fuck stop up. it, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, but I mean, do we do we 
hear from her? Like, is she, how's she doing? I don't think so. I think, I don't know. I think she's doing all right. She's hanging in. She's got to love it. Yeah. Still working, still doing her thing. I just feel like let her be a hundred already and stop being such an asshole about it. Fucking out there, like counting down the days. Like you got this Betty White. That's exactly when the worst shit happens. You know, I feel like if anybody was counting down till my next birthday, my next birthday, fine. But if I'm a hundred and someone's like, it's like, don't die, don't die, don't die. It's like, all right. Yeah. Back up a little bit. That's a big fucking. I mean, thing. I appreciate that you don't want me to go, but it's like big maybe fucking thing. Don't hyper focus on it. This know. is amazing. Yeah. All right. MetaHuman Jedi Padawan. This uh, Synod database. Actually, good guy. Good. Uh, youtube follow too uh he put this footage up of him green screen in the motion capture suit but basically he was showing what he, you know we're, and we're watching this so those of you who are listening we're just like picture somebody in a motion capture suit and then you're actually seeing the 3d rendering of what they look like he's basically showing off his outfit that i believe he got in the metaverse like people oh, so are now like sh- upgraded or something with- yeah like showing off their shit in the metaverse And even though this is like after the fact, like movie technology shit that he's doing, what you're looking at on the right is how we're going to see people in the metaverse. Like this is what you're going to come across. That is awesome. My only question is what is like if I am the guy in the motion capture suit, how am I like I'm not seeing. Well, the only thing that you're missing here is him basically wearing. Wearing goggles. Wearing goggles. And then what he would be seeing. But this is how you would be seeing him. Right. On a planet with the friggin' ship. Can I tell you what the most amazing thing about this is? Yeah. The glow from the... Right. The lightsaber glowing on him. On the ground. On him. On his outfit. On his face. Like, it's crazy. And my only other comment would be, or uh, question would be, how... Do you travel around in the metal in the metaverse? Because it looks like on the left, he has to walk in order to walk in the metaverse. Right. Yeah, that's what's so weird about that. And and I'll, this is the only thing I can come up with. And again, I'm taking it entirely from Ready Player One. Right. Is they put you on this sort of 3D every directional, uh, movable like upside down mouse pad. The mouse, you know, like the ball, the rolly ball. Kind of, yeah. That's kind of what it is. Picture, picture a treadmill that's round right. and moves in every direction instead of just, uh, you know. How do you not fall off of that? I think you just kind of get used to it. Yeah. I think you just kind of get used to walking or running, and then the thing moves underneath you the same way. And yeah, I picture it not as round, but as like a disc, like almost like a. Um... Yes, I'm sorry. It's not round. I meant round like a circle. It's yeah, flat. like a circle, and it and it could yeah. Yes, the tr- yeah. the tracks of it go all different directions. Got it. Thank you for clarifying that. That works. Yeah. Not yeah. a ball as much as like a frisbee looking thing. Yeah, and it's amazing that we can go from this story of like look at this technology to the 90 day fiance girl who's literally selling her farts in a jar, making tons of money, selling farts. Who's buying? Who are these people that are buying farts? The same people that are driving around with blow-up dolls in the passenger seat. Boom. Hey, people have uh, strange and unusual uh, interests, I would say. Mm-hmm. Could be a sexual thing. Could not be a sexual thing. Now, let me ask you a question. They, she says she's making $45,000 a week selling farts in a jar. Mm. Do you believe her? Yes. 
because I think there's a market for almost anything. And I think that there are people who would, who would do this, who would buy this. There's people who buy used underwear for probably the same reason. Remember, we knew a guy. I told the story before. Sold socks, socks. on eBay. How much did they go for? Male dirty socks. Like, like, it should be $2, and it was way more than that. Shouldn't even be two. It should be because they were used socks. Used dirty, disgusting socks. Dirty, disgusting socks. Should be fifty cents. Yeah. And he got more. Anything more than fifty cents is you're paying too much. By the way, that's what the that's what the guy, the Dave Matthews Band guy, got kicked out of the band for. What do you mean? <laughs> Selling socks, or he was asking for like other band members, like, "Hey, send me your socks." Are you serious? <laughs> When did that happen? Yeah, years ago, they they kicked out the 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 violinist. That's amazing. Yeah, he was like harassing one. He was like harassing this other kid in the band, or or this other kid, this other musician kid that he was like mentoring and whatever. It was a really bad. Sorry, I don't know if you could hear that. It was a really bad situation. But like part of like I remember one of like the damning text messages was like, like he was like texting this guy like, "Oh, I want you to send me your dirty socks." It's just so oh boy. Shit. I just read that. And go, oh God, Jesus! Uh, yeah, that's not good. No, it's really not good. But would you buy a fart from anybody on this on on Earth? N- uh, no. Like, is there anybody whose farts I'd like to buy? Right. It's a great question, Betty White. You'd buy a Betty White fart. It would be between Betty White and the blow up doll in the passenger seat. But um, no, I can't imagine anybody's farts that I would actually. I mean, as a goof, I'd probably buy somebody's fart as a goof, but that, like realistically, it's in a jar. It's got a little label. Maybe it's autographed. Yeah, You're like basically what, buying an autographed jar that stinks. That's what she's. I, does it stink though? I would imagine so. Why wouldn't it? I, I you fart in a jar and, and cap it real quick. You think that it stays in there? Yeah. How many farts can you can you muster in order to? sell $46,000 worth. I mean, how you think they're artificial farts? Like she's, they're not like genuine from what she ate. Like she's here's her, uh, TikTok. There she is. Like I made almost 50,000 selling my farts in a jar in one week. I mean, she's a hot girl. Right? Like, you know, she's got yeah. her hoodies hanging out. So, right. I mean, again, like I understand buying her underwear or buying her dress or something like that or pictures of her. Her farts is such a weird. That is a, a. I mean, and it's like yeah, it's a little jar. I don't know what's at the bottom of it, but it's a little I, jar in there. Is it like a rose? It looks like a rose petal. So it's like a farty rose petal. Why would you obscure the smell of the fart with a rose? I don't know. Or maybe that maybe it's like a piece of paper or something that absorbs the stink. I have not no idea. Uh, I haven't a clue. I know. I know. No, it's crazy. I, I wouldn't. There's nobody on planet Earth that I would buy a jar of farts from. You can't would think you? of anybody who you'd buy a fart from? What? I know. It's a it's a weird. I can't think of anybody. No, thanks. I mean, because once you open it. It's, it's over. gone. Yeah, that's true. You, you lose the whole thing. I it's mean, a real you, fleeting. I wonder how thing. much she's selling them for. Where do you buy them? Fart Bay? You think you go to fartbay.com? Is there a Fart Bay? That's possible. Maybe we should start a Fart Bay. Should we start a Fart Bay? Just come here to, to sell, buy just and sell farts? The eBay of farts. 
Yeah. Thank God. It's a, it's a brave new world out there. Will there one day be a company that certifies like a certificate of authenticity, a certain fart? It gives a whole new meaning to NFT. There you go. Non-fartable token. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see if, by the way, everybody's wondering where JSABs is this episode. She is currently farting into jars that we're going to be selling on Christmas Eve. So. Yeah, we didn't want to obscure the audio of this episode with that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So. that's going to be great, though. Right. JSAB farts coming soon to uh, the shop com store. Let us right. know in the comments how, whose farts you, if would it's you buy great, anybody's fart? You know, it's a great, thank you. It's very, very well done, Frank. But you're a professional podcaster. You really hey, are. Uh, you know, I try to bring a little professionalism to this, <laughs> this circus. Yeah, whose <laughs> fart would you like to smell? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it would. Ha I guess if I was forced to, it'd have to be a hot girl. You know. So if the Queen of England came up to you and said, "Smell my farts," would you do it just to say? I mean, as a goof, I yeah, to tell that story, I would basically these these scenarios are not going to be good because I'm going to almost say yes to every one of them just for mm. the just for the gag. Yeah, just to be able to say I smelled Morgan yeah. Freeman's farts. Oh, that's a good one, Morgan Freeman farts. It this would be fart. <laughs> yeah, this fart has made its way through Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, don't forget to go to the uh, store, grab some merch. We got yes. mugs and everything. Awesome mugs. Um, ShopAnthonyOnAir.com. Uh, and, of course, uh, Jumpstart Coffee Company. Link in the description below. 15% you save. Promo code AOA15. You saw all the positive comments from people who have bought the coffee and tasted it. Not a negative. Not even close. Not even a like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Mm, it's good. Raving about it. Fabulous. Fantastic. It's really great. You know, so, again, uh, grab some Jumpstart Coffee Company. You will not regret it. Cheaper than the expensive local brew, which I was surprised to see. And it helps out the, um, what's it called? The Navy SEAL Foundation. 50% of their profits. What's that local? What are they doing? What are they doing all that extra money? They're charging more for a shittier product. Right. They're keeping it. They should Probably. be investigated. Probably the type of coffee company that drives around with blow-up dolls in their passenger seats. Right. To Not keep an eye guys. on that delivery truck. <laughs> all right. That's it for us. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Galane recap back tomorrow. Yep. Later.